Welcome back, y'all, to episode 160 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining. This is a journey. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we are exploring the early life of shady individuals. Today, we will be jumping into the upbringing of Jeffrey Epstein, who was born on January 20th, 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. We will be uncovering details of his early life and his parents, Paula and Simon. Simon worked as a groundskeeper and his mother, Paula, worked as a teacher. This middle class upbringing really shaped who we came to know as Jeffrey Epstein. Within this podcast, I will just be going into the early life of Jeffrey Epstein as well as his career. So who was Jeffrey Epstein? This will help us to understand and get a, so we can get a better picture of who he was. I've been really curious about how he grew up, not knowing a lot of the information, but just reading kind of what's online and kind of some of the conspiracy theories. So I'll be looking at a few articles today, kind of getting into it. Now, if we're just looking at the early life of Epstein, it's one that's pretty interesting. I mean, to think about the fact that his dad was a groundskeeper, his mother was a teacher, and he would go so far as to rubbing elbows with some of the political highest elite of this world. And you know, his story is one that's really interesting because obviously it's masked in a lot of conspiracy theory. But I think sometimes within these stories, it's really important to look at the layers in the beginning of an individual in order to have a, a, a better understanding. You know, I think kind of getting into some of the indicators about Epstein at a very young age is he was incredibly smart. I mean, like one of the talented, one of the most talented in his school within Brooklyn, Lafayette. As a result of this, Epstein would not skip one grade, but two grade at once, allowing him to be around the age of 16 when he graduated. So with that first kind of piece of information, we can already indicate that Jeffrey Epstein has it was very intelligent, so much so that he was able to graduate at 16 years old. I think that really shows kind of, you know, if, you're, if you graduated high school at 16 years old, not only is it going to give you a high level of confidence, but you're really going to understand that, you know, you're you're very, very intelligent. So although he enrolled in the Cooper University, which was in New York City, um, he enrolled around 1970, but he never finished his entire degree. So Epstein would go on to drop out of his college of his school and the job he found in the intermediate was working actually randomly enough as a calculus and physics teacher in Delton School. So, you know, he would have been a child prodigy if he's graduating at 16, you know, his intelligence level is going to be remarkably high. I mean, to be a teacher at this age, you know, if it was 1974, he enrolled in 1970. So, you know, he would have been about a 20-year-old 
physics calculus teacher. So it's a very young teacher to be teaching math like this. Usually you potentially need a match, master's degree or whatever. But he would work there for a short period of time. So his employment would last for about two years. And a poor, on those two years, what happened is he would get fired, okay, for what is known as poor performance. Um, it doesn't really go into detail, but you can assume, you know, it's hard to really say why he got fired, poor performance, who knows. When we look at Epstein, you know, what we kind of understand about him is whenever he was teaching, the next job he would have is actually a jump where he would make connections with students' parents. So at a really young age, you know, we're already seeing that Epstein is really good at probably finding the students who come from really wealthy families. And if he was a teacher, you know, we can already indicate, you know, that he had a, like a drive. He was very driven to be part of upper echelon classes. My wife would say because he was a Capricorn, he was always willing to climb social networks. And that matches pretty well with his personality. Just looking at this first initial information, this is really the first time I've looked at it, so I'm just diving through it and analyzing it, um, kind of giving an understanding of what his personality probably was like in in drivers, just from my own opinion. Um, so we can kind of see that. So he starts to make connections with students' parents, and he makes connections with Alan Greenberg. So this would have kind of changed his life, given him more trajectory into a potential direction. And at as he met Alan Greenberg, Alan Greenberg actually was the CEO of Bear Stearns. Now, I'm going to pause to look at Google what Bear Stearns is. Company. Now, from what we can kind of understand about Bear Stearns is they would they 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 were fairly popular within the early um 70s and what's really interesting about them is they would have been founded in 1923 in new york okay so they have the, the deep deep probably seated culture within new york a lot of prominent people but they would actually end up failing in 2008 as a part of the global financial recession so bear stones bear stearns is no longer a company but you're thinking financial bank banking, investment, things with money, you know, and and what kind of happened too is it looks like Bear Stearns avoided bankruptcy and what they did is they sold to JP Morgan for only $2 a share. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty that's pretty incredible. So Epstein goes on to Bear Stearns. So at Bear Stearns he has a very impressive ability to go through the numbers you know he's working through the numbers he's crunching the information if we look at what he was able to do he was sorry that's my mouse clicking he was a calculus and physics professor so if we can understand that you know it kind of gives us an understanding of his intelligence so very high intelligence and you know when we look at al greenberg i mean if you can think about it i really want to put this in perspective about how Epstein had ability to connect with people that were really, really rich and higher level. We're talking about Alan Steen Greenberg, which he was really well known. I mean, there's if you Google him, there's tons of articles written about him. And like this is just one excerpt about him. Alan Steen Greenberg was a risk taker. 
Wall Street titan who built Bear Stearns into a global investment banking powerhouse and shared responsibilities with many analysts, said, for his collapse as an American slid towards a catastrophic recession in 2008, and he would have died on Friday in Manhattan at 86 years old. So he built Bear Stearns up, and this is where Epstein has a connection with this individual. Okay, so you're thinking about Bear Stearns in 1970. It would have been a powerhouse. Um, the CEO is kind of building it. They're working through it. And Epstein gets in this environment, and he really impresses Greensburg. He impresses him with the, the job he's doing, his ability to look through numbers. And essentially, he would give him an assistance job in 1976. So in about six years, we're like looking at the fact that Epstein graduated in 1974, he's a teacher, and in 1976, he impresses well up the chain to get to a point where he could be part of Bear Stearns. So there he would work there until about 1981, and he would actually leave Bear Stearns and establish his own consulting firm. So kind of looking at the pattern of Epstein, it seems like he would stay somewhere as long as he could, long enough to make connections. And once he felt like it was proper, he would go to the next level. So if we look at the firm he created, it's called, and he would start, Intercontinental Assistant Group, Inc., better known as IAG. Okay, IAG helped clients recovered embezzled money and also assisted clients who were embezzled. Um, it was around the time that he began telling friends and colleagues that he was working as an intelligent agent. So we kind of get this narrative throughout his life, kind of where some people thought he was with Assad, some people thought he was with the CIA, but this is probably the genesis where he's kind of claiming this idea, hey, I'm actually helping people with embezzling money. Um, I'm actually chasing embezzlers, so I'm an intelligent agent. Now, I'm telling you, if you look at his trajectory from 16 to now, I'm not really surprised. I probably think there's a lot of ego-centric stuff tied to him. He's probably a little bit of a narcissist, um, and he's really climbing this corporate chain in order to get more credibility. So if I, if I really look, I go back to him in high school as he's inter interacting with the CEO of Bear Stearns and how he was able to get that job, and now we're looking at him potentially saying he's an intelligent agent. So he claims he has never been verified as an intelligent agent. However, his associates were very powerful businessmen who deal with a variety of government as well as extension trade, ex, extensive trade overseas in the mid-80s. At all point possible, the claim could have been true. So, I mean, he could have been true. I really don't know what the intelligence agency looked like in the 80s if they just took people on. Um, you know, we do know that if... If he was a potential intelligent agent, I wouldn't be surprised if in some port of interacting with money, he made connections with somebody and probably impressed him with his intelligence, and they may have offered him some kind of job. But, you know, that's probably where I see it happening most likely, just because of his ability to kind of network and, in, and his propensity for intelligence. So if we look at it in about 1987, so we look at the six-year time period where Epstein began to consult for a collection agency called Town Financial Corporation, which ended up being a half-of-billion-dollar Ponzi scheme. 
Epstein was said to be one of the masterminds behind the scheme, but he kept ending up getting away with un... So he kept getting away unscathed. So if we look at this moment, and then and then he would leave it a few years later in 1943. So it was a well-known Ponzi scheme. And I'm going to go ahead and Google it real quick. And just a, So it was a Ponzi scheme. So this kind of ties into this last company of potential embezzling. But if you think about it, Epstein was a paid consultant. And he worked for this organization from 1980 to 1990. They'd eventually be shut down in 1993. And how they would work is, you know, he would kind of work with his best friend. His best friend was on the team. And he ran a team of people and investors in Wall Street that would raise money. And they would also try to find it. So they later would. Okay, so what's really interesting about this is. The Ponzi scheme would end up making $400 million. And they would take money and say they were investing it and they would just hold on to it. Now, usually how a Ponzi scheme works is I'll say, um, give me a $100,000 and I'll give you X amount of return. And then I go to the next person and I say, give me $100,000 and I do X amount of return. And I'll take the, the second person's money and I'll give you a little bit just to make sure you're getting some type of ROI on that investment and it's a pretty complicated thing and and we're kind of looking at Epstein and this is probably the first red flag of the fact that he has no problem working in embezzling so we know he knows a lot about money he knows a lot about investing and at a young age he's already working in kind of a environment where there's no ethics there's no morals he's trying to make money and I think there's nothing worse than a Ponzi scheme think about Bernie Madoff and how people just gave him money and they would invest everything. You even think about what's going on with um, the cryptocurrency with Sam Bankman Friedman. It's the same thing. People giving him money and indicating something that's going on. So we can kind of look at the first early stages of Jeffrey Epstein where obviously we know he's incredibly intelligent. We know he knows how to network. But at a young age, he's already considered to have poor performance. He got fired for being a teacher. Okay, he leveraged that to get to the next level of now he's working in embezzling in a Ponzi scheme. So, you know, this is kind of the first early episode I'll do on Epstein. I just wanted to give an overview of what he looked like when he was younger, because I think it's so interesting how people like this are started. And it looked like he was never stopped. And if he was an intelligent agent, maybe he was giving information, maybe he's working in certain investments, but you'd really have to understand what the threat was in the 80s. I can get more into Epstein's life tomorrow. This is just part one. So thank you guys for listening and we'll get back to you tomorrow.